Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. I'm so glad that you're tuned in today as we start another week. And uh, we certainly have seen a lot of things going on around us in uh, our communities and in our nation and around the world. And so I'm glad that we have this show that we can gather uh, over the airwaves or Maybe perhaps you're, uh, you know, have tuned in as you are uh, downloaded the the Grace FM app, or perhaps on the Grace FM website. Uh, we got people from all over the country, people from different parts of the world that are tuned in to today's program. So glad uh, we're looking London, England, Johannesburg, South Africa, listening. We welcome you guys, but I want to welcome all of you that are listening today to Calvary Live. This is the program where you get to call in and ask questions. Uh, you get to ask for prayer, and we're here to minister in that way, to take you to the Word of God, to pray for you, to um, just be able to encourage you any way that we can. And we really need that today. A lot of things have been going on, not just in the last several months, but even in this month as we see the things going on in Afghanistan, a Cat 4 hurricane has hit uh, some of our listening area. I remember last week just uh, uh, talking to those on the radio from New Orleans and Biloxi, um, Mississippi, that was hit very hard by this hurricane. It hit exactly on the same date of Katrina, um, Katrina uh, 16 years before this time, and it hit Katrina. It was a major storm, one of the worst hurricanes in our nation's history. It hit as a cat three hurricane, a category three, which is severe. Uh, part of uh, the destruction of Katrina was the flooding, and uh, they have since in New Orleans uh, have uh, upgraded the levee system, but this hurricane came on as a category four hurricane, and it stayed a category four for several hours, four or five hours before it began to weaken. So much flooding, um, and it's very sobering to be back on the air on this Monday and think that a week ago I was talking with people. We didn't talk about the storm coming. Um, it really wasn't thought of. It happened so quickly. It reminds us of how things can happen very quickly in our lives. So we're, we have this hour. I hope that you can call. And uh, and if you got prayer, you got any questions, we're here to minister to you. So I want to welcome all of you that are listening live on Grace FM on this Monday. Uh, along the Front Range in Colorado and Wyoming. Uh, I am hosting today. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and it's such a, a blessing to be able to minister to you here in Colorado. I've uh, been pastoring the church here for 25 years in Greeley, Colorado, so we'd love to hear from you guys. And uh, give us a call. The number is 303-690-3000. That is the call-in number. And then the text line is another way for you to be able to ask a question or give a prayer request, and that is texting only. 
720-336-0897. Again, 720-336-0897. So welcome, Grace FM listeners from Pueblo and Colorado Springs, and then 89.7 from Castle Rock, Parker, up through the metro area, all the way up to southern Wyoming. Uh, we welcome you guys. Give me a call. Love to hear from you guys. And then also, we want to welcome those who are listening in, in on Truth or Hope FM or the Freedom Radio Network that has recently joined us in the last month uh, and listening to Calvary Live. Uh, as I said, uh, we, we uh, I was talking to people from New Orleans last week in Biloxi, and we're going to pray for them in just a minute as this storm is now headed towards uh, the uh, Midwest, towards Tennessee that just had uh, some flooding. We have people on Freedom FM radio network that listens Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, so wherever you're at, please give me a call. We'd love to just uh, encourage you, take you to the Word of God. Maybe you got a question about the things that are going on in this world. How do we react to it? Um, I got an interesting text question that we'll get to, but we really want you to call. We really want you um, to uh, just converse, and, and that's the heart of the show, is having that conversation uh, over the airwaves. And we want to welcome those uh, who are listening on another radio network. I want to remind you that you are a week delayed, and also that those down in uh, that area of New Orleans and Biloxi, uh, I'm sure that um, that uh, with power being knocked out and probably cell phone, uh, we want to pray for them and we want to think about them down there. So, Father, as we begin this show, we do pray. For those in this hurricane that came uh, on shore, it's amazing how quickly that storm that was cleared down um, in the you know in the ocean and 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 towards Mexico and south of Cuba, that how fast it formed and came into the Gulf and slammed into Louisiana. Lord, uh, as people evacuated, we just pray that the, um, we don't know how much loss of life. But, Lord, I, I think about what the psalmist writes, because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him and set him on high. That, Lord, that there are those who will get to that safety. That the, um, I know there's people on their roofs looking to be rescued. Um, the floodwaters, homes that are gone, businesses that are gone, uh, the recovery. Without power, they say, for days and weeks, uh, possibly a million people without any power in Louisiana. So we pray for recovery. We pray for, for your protection. We pray that they be able to rescue those who need to be rescued. Lord, uh, we just pray that um, as the recovery begins, as the waters eventually will recede, that um, the mold, the, the, the flooding is such a difficult and hard task. And we just want to be able to, Lord, um, just pray for them, that the Christians would be on the ground um, and mobilize, just like they were with Katrina, to be a help and a blessing to them. So, Lord, we just lift them all up to, to you. There's people that are hurting, and, um, and we want to remember them, and we want to uh, bring words of hope and comfort and encouragement to them. So we pray that your hand be upon those who, you know, as this storm continues, that it do minimal damage. Um, already in the area that has received floods in Tennessee, um, Lord, we just ask for your hand, a uh, healing hand upon our nation and upon this storm that it would just begin to dissolve 
And Lord, that you would work during all this difficult time. In Jesus' name, amen. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We got a couple open lines. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Rhonda from Biloxi, Mississippi. Hey, Rhonda. Hello. How are you, Rhonda? How are you guys doing down there? We're just praying for you. Oh, praise God. Thank you so much. We were very blessed. God was very merciful upon my, me and my neighborhood. We didn't even lose power. Well, and good. He, he was with me the whole time. But um, I wanted to take this opportunity to share a little bit of hope also. I wanted to call to pray for my Bible study. We have a Bible study Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and I get to read. But while I read, I'm kind of immature and stuff. So I'm praying that God matures me. I'm able to read and understand while I read and maybe stop and re- and be revealed things. But the miracle is, is um, that's what I want to encourage people. I, I came in my room one day and I was praying to God that we have a Bible study at our ch- Bible school at a church. I said, Lord, I really want to learn more, but I can't afford church. I'm in school and I don't have a way there. I really want to learn something. I went outside that same day about an hour, and this man was driving by, and I heard God say, Stop that man. I ran out there. I thought he wanted me to give him a track and invite him to church. He said, Well, ma'am, he said, I don't need to go to church. He said, I'm a Bible school teacher, and we have church three days a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, Praise God. And that was right before yeah. the coronavirus started hitting. So God bless you. Oh, yeah. great with a great accredited yeah. Bible study school yeah. and for free, and he answered my prayer the same day. Good. And I've been going to it for a long time now, but I'm ready to start really um, learning, and we have to read and Good. stuff. I don't want to just be reading. I want to read and learn, and I just want our Bible study to prosper. And my teacher, we have a great yeah. teacher, and I want him to have truth too. Yeah, and that's, you know, Rhonda, that's a wonderful story. I love it when people call and they're hungry for the Word of God and you're hungry for the Word of God, and God provides. He provides through different ways. Number one, He provides as you read your Bible. You know, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit is there to teach us in all things. And, you know, that's what I love about the Bible is just we can read it, and and so much of it we can understand, and um, it's given to us. Second of all, they He gave some to be pastors and teachers, and and to be able to teach us the Word of God. We're very thankful for the teachers that brought God brings into our lives to teach us. And one of the things, having the privilege to teach here at Calvary Greeley over the last 25 years is just going through the Scriptures, the Word of God. And the longer that I do it, the tendency can be a pastor perhaps might think, well, I've taught the sermons, I've done this, we can do other things. We can move towards entertainment or you know, focus on hype. But I'm realizing more and more and more convinced that the great need in the church is the teaching of the Word of God. And it's the Word of God, just as you said, that grows us and matures us. And and we need the Word of God desperately. And then thirdly, um, I'm thinking of, you know, sources like a good Christian radio station. And I'm so glad that you have found us on Calvary Live, Rhonda. And I hope it's a blessing to you and encouragement to you. But I just want to encourage those who are out there listening to Christian radio, support those radio stations because it's so needed. And there are people like you that maybe can't get to church, others that are shut in, those who, you know, that really need that. And so it's a blessing. So, Father, I just pray for Rhonda. I just pray for her. I thank you that she has found us and there in Biloxi, that they have power. And I know this storm 
um, brushed them and, and came alongside of them. And, and um, Lord, I just thank you to hear from her. It brings comfort to know that um, in Biloxi um, that they have some power, but we do continue to pray for those in Louisiana that are, you know, have no power, um, that have uh, experienced the damage of this uh, incredible hurricane that went through devastating hurricane. I pray that you bless Rhonda, and I just pray that she would continue to grow in the Word of God and have a hunger for you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for calling very much. You bet, Rhonda. God bless you. You take care down there, okay? You'll probably hear from me often. (laughs) Okay. All right. You take care. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. So give me a call. Love to talk to you. Love to encourage you. Talk to me about the things that are on your mind that are important to you, the things of the Lord. You know, there's a lot of voices that are out there, a lot of talk radio, a lot of, you know, things like that. But we get to talk about Jesus. We get to talk about the Word of God, and that's the focus uh, here of this um, program. We got a couple open lines, so grab one of those open lines. Got plenty of time in the show. 303 690 3000. The text line 720 Let's go to Tyrone in Nottingham, Maryland. Hi, Tyrone. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for c- calling Calvary Live. Um, my question is this, and I'm sure you've touched on the subject a lot of times about the vaccine and Mm -hmm. my issue with the vaccine is that when you start requiring people to have a card to prove that you've gotten a vaccine shot and when companies or restaurants like Shake Shack give out uh, the reason why you can't come in is that if you don't have the vaccine card you cannot eat at their restaurant more and more this looks at me leading into the possible mark of the beast because I say one more thing, we never had to have a card for a flu shot, for a measles shot, for chicken pox. We never had to have a card to prove that we have gotten that type of vaccination. This, to me, is something very different than anything else I've ever seen. So I just wanted to know, is it okay to take the vaccine or not? Will that be leading towards the mark of the beast? Yeah, and you're asking a question, Tyrone, that's on uh, the minds of a lot of people. I have gotten a lot of calls, just not here on the radio program, but just uh, here to people in my church, in the community, whatever the case may be, because it's a very um, much of a subject that's on the minds of people. And I think what concerns a lot of people is the mandates and um some people have to make a decision, a very difficult decision on, you know, you know, whether to take the vaccine because their jobs are requiring it. Um, and it's just not in the medical field, but, um, you know, in different places of work, um, it, we see in some cases that um, that you may not be able to eat in a restaurant or shop at a certain thing. So this is where I think concern comes in with people about this. And with Christians, one of the things that are coming up, and and, and with me, uh, one of, you know, the thing that I tell people is, listen, I'm not going to tell you whether to get the vaccine or not to get vaccine. I, I don't want to, you know, I, I'm not a doctor. 
you have the same research, you have the same information, just make sure that it's accurate information that is out there, then I have. Talk to your doctor. You know, talk to those medical professions. Ask them the questions that you have. But you're asking a spiritual question about the mark of the beast. Is this leading up to the mark of the beast? One of the things that we have done, Tyrone, is over the last couple of Sundays, we're going through what's called the Olivet Discourse, where Jesus is talking about the signs of the end, the signs of his coming. And we know that there's different signs that are given to us. And as we read about that period called the tribulation period, where all these things are going to culminate in, it will culminate to where the Antichrist does come on the scene and is going to be required to take the mark of the beast if you want to buy or sell. So, you know, are we, is this, these mandates? You know, there's different debates with Bible scholars and teachers. You know, it, it was that I remember we were talking about this last night when I was in high school, which was quite a while ago, um, nearly 50 years ago, that they lined us all up and they gave us shots. Um, I can't remember if measles were out, broke, breaking out or whatever. When you go into the military, you're mandated that you have to get shots. So there's that end of the spectrum where um, those things, you know, are, are debated, uh, that the government has come along and done that before. But I think with the general population, um, there's concern of losing our freedoms. There's concern of all those things. And so people have to pray about it. And we pray for people that God will give them a peace that rules in their heart. And we address this very thing because there are some that believe if I take the shot, I'll take the mark of the beast. And I can say this about the vaccine. You're not taking the mark of the beast because we read about that in the book of Revelation. In the book of Revelation, chapters 6 through 18, tell of that time of the tribulation period, the day of the Lord. We are not in the tribulation period, first of all. Second of all, is the Antichrist when Second Thessalonians chapter 2 goes into the temple of God to be worshipped as God, um, that he is going to command the world to worship him. So taking the mark of the beast is an allegiance to an individual that he wants to be worshipped. There's going to be a false church on the scene in the first three and a half years of the tribulation. Revelation chapter 17, the, the woman riding the beast, he will turn and destroy that false church, and he will command the world to worship him. Because he's under the direct influence of Satan, Satan has always wanted to be worshipped. And if you do not make your worship to him, um, and if you do not make your allegiance to him, you won't be able to buy or sell. And also we know that in the tribulation period, according to Revelation chapter 14, that there's going to be an angel that's going to go around and tell everyone that do not take the mark of the beast. If you do, there's no hope of salvation. So we're not in that time period. So I can say with certainty that taking the vaccine is not taking the mark of the beast. Now, with the mandates and stuff, is it is it uh, sorrows, is it birth pangs to more mandates that may happen? It could be, but that is a debate, and, and that's something that we're all kind of just uh, praying about and working through. The thing that concerns me, Tyrone, and I know that uh, you didn't ask this question, is the division that it's bringing, the division that it brings um, not only just to our nation, but the division it brings in the church as well, and the division that it brings even among family. Uh, I mean, I've gotten 
response from people that their husband and wife are on the verge of getting a divorce because they don't agree on the vaccine. They don't agree on mask mandates. That's part of it as well. And, and so we as Christians need to step back. We need to be praying. We need to trust in the Lord, rest in his love, and then really, you know, seek the Lord on what we're going to do as far as the vaccine. But it's not taking the mark of the beast, I can say that. Okay, that, that somewhat alleviates uh, the concern I had. And as I mentioned before, I wouldn't have a problem with the vaccine. It's when you require a card. And I'm mm-hmm. just saying, will Walmart one day require a card? in order for you to come in and to shop inside of their stores or to, yeah. to go to any other place to shop. Uh, because yeah. I'm saying once that happens, and if it does, that to me is really troublesome. Yeah, and that's what I think people are, are wondering about and concerned about. You know, I, us as Christians, and, I, and Tyrone, you know, I, I got some questions and even some follow-up, is where's everything leading to? And, and, you know, we know that these things are going to culminate in the tribulation period of things to come. And uh, so we need to be praying and watching. And in the meantime, to continue to be used of the Lord um, so we can be and study the Word of God in these things so we can be wise and discerning. But appreciate your call. Good question. Question that's on a lot of people's minds. Thanks, Tyrone. All right, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Text line 720-336-0897. Maybe there's some other things that are on your mind. Um, uh, Maybe there's what's going on uh, around us uh, as far as um, spiritually, our nation, what we see. Uh, Maybe you got a question about the Bible. Maybe you want prayer. We got, I believe, all open lines. If I'm looking at this at my screen, and I think that we do... And so give me a call. Love to talk to you. 303-690-3000. And the text line 720-336-0897. You know, there's a lot of information that is out there. I just want to encourage people, just get, you know, good, clear information, whether it's about the vaccine or anything else. And and one of the things that is challenging about the day that we are in is there's just a lot of voices that are out there. There's a lot of news that is out there. There's a lot of commentaries. Um commentators. Um, There's a lot of social media. And, you know, we just need to be wise and get accurate information and make sure that we are going to the Lord. And and, um, he desires to give us a peace that rules in our heart. And I understand that in the body of Christ, even we need to understand that people have different convictions and um, we don't want to devour one another. Um, We may have clarity to have understanding uh, where we stand, um, but we may not be in agreement with it. And to trust the Lord with these things. And and that's where that he's bringing me more to, just trusting him and looking to him. And, you, you know, I want to put my energies into, you know, teaching the Word of God and encouraging people in their walk with the Lord and those kinds of things. Hey, we got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And the text line is 720-336-0897. And here's a text question that come in. It kind of relates to what we were just talking about. How do we respond to the sad things that we see going on around us? 
I'm afraid of the future. And and it's not just COVID. And COVID is it spikes again. I know that in northern Colorado, we're being hit hard again uh, with the Delta variants. And it just seems like we can't can't turn the corner on this thing. And then there's another surge. And um, but it's not just that. It's the wildfires. It's the hurricanes. It's the flooding. You know, a couple of weeks ago in Tennessee, those of you who may be listening in the Nashville area, just not far from you, 22 people were killed by flash floods, 17 inches of rain. Um, we know that there's severe drought here in the West. What's gone on in Afghanistan um, with the loss of our servicemen? And we want to pray for them today, uh, the families that lost loved ones, and remember them and pray for the situation in Afghanistan. Absolutely incredible to see those images uh, that has taken place. And uh, so uh, we um, we um, we uh, want to be able to to pray, and we want to be able to just be able to um, think about these things. But should we be afraid of the future? Um, no, I, I don't believe that we need to be afraid of the future. As Christians, we have a wonderful future that is ahead for us. And as we think about um, our future, the Lord uh, is going to come. We belong to a kingdom that lasts forever. But as we are in the days in which we are in, we can still have joy. And we can still, you know, have confidence in him. And he desires to do that work in us and stuff. So let me get my call screen back up. I believe we have all open lines and, um, and love to talk to you about these things. You know, um, Jesus, when he was talking to his disciples in that upper room, that he said, don't be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I, I, I would have told you. And the thing is, is they were very troubled. They were very confused. They didn't know what was going on. He kept saying, I'm leaving. You can't go with me and other things. And he said, don't be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And he gave that promise that in my father's house there are many mansions. So uh, we just want to be able to uh, just be blessed in that way. And we want to know that even as Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, that you don't need to be troubled or shaken in mind as though, you, you know, the day of the Lord has come. You've missed the rapture of the church. And so we can be comforted as Paul talks about the rapture of the church, the day of the Lord, comfort one another with these words, that the Lord's on the throne and he has a wonderful plan for us and uh, we belong to him, his love remains, and we can certainly do that. Hey, we just got a couple minutes to, and we got a couple open lines. We're going to go to the phone lines um, right after the break. And uh, so we'll be going to Soka after the break. But uh, grab one of those open lines. You're going to hear the music. It's the only break of the show. Love to talk to you. Love to encourage you any way that we can. Maybe you got a question. And so we uh, want to be able to uh, give you some answers here on Calvary Live. And also we want to be able to pray for you and encourage you any way that we can. So as we head to the break, uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, the text line 720-336-0897. It's the only break of the show. And then on the other side, uh, we got plenty of time to take your calls. We'll go to Soka afterwards and uh, so we can take our time. And uh, so, Soka, I hope you just, just stay on the line. 
and we'll get to you in just a moment because we're going to go to break and don't want to be interrupted with that break. This is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you this afternoon, Calvary Live. What a privilege it is to be with you and talk with you. So grab one of those open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and let's go to the Word of God. Let's encourage one another. Let's let's talk about the things of the Lord that are important to you, um, and that's what this show is all about, and we want to be able to do that. So here's the music. Uh, we're just going to be gone for a short time. Stay tuned to Calvary Live. I'm, I'm going to see you on the other side of the break. 303-690-3000. The call-in number 720-336-0897 is the text line. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So good to be with you. My name is Jeff Biggs, the pastor of Calvary Greeley in northern Colorado, with you as we're getting ready to end August and head into September. Uh, Beautiful time of the year, but love to, to talk with you. I believe that we have full lines right now and uh and so uh when somebody hangs up we got a, an open line 303-690-3000 is the call-in number and you can also text and so love to be able to have you text as we fill in time in the show 720-336-0897 soku thornton you've been waiting on line three soku yeah. so soku yeah. How are you? So Welcome to Calvary Live. Thank you so for kind. holding. Yeah. What can we do for you? Well, my wife just wanted me to be a spiritual leader at home, and and I don't think I can do it because uh, I feel like uh, she knows more the the Bible than I do. Mm-hmm. So, like everything that something that I have a question, I go to her and ask her, and she get the answer right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and and here's here's the thing: you're wanting to be a spiritual leader. I can tell, and you're wondering how to do that, right? Yeah. Well, here's the thing: God has called us to be the spiritual leaders of our homes. And, you know, we see that clearly in Ephesians chapter 5. And here's what, you know, as as a man of God, as a husband, being the head of the wife, and that's not in a dictatorial kind of way. That's in a way of God has structure in the family, uh, in the authority structure of leading in humility and serving, loving our wives as Christ loved the church. So you can start doing that. You Loving your wife will just loving her, serving her. That's how Christ loved us, um, willing to lay down your life for her, and then also washing her with the water of the Word. So what you do is uh, you just continue to just grow in the Word of God, keep growing. It's not going to happen overnight, but you grow as much as you can and allow the Lord to grow you, and then as you do, 
praying with your wife, you know, growing in the Word, seeking wisdom, He's going to do that work in you. And He is, you know, it's the work of the Holy Spirit. Um, it's just not an academic thing. I've got to know the Bible more. As you just read the Bible, the Lord's going to show you things. He's going to teach you, and it's a growing process. But love her, serve her, and you just keep growing, and it's a process. But what I'm hearing from you is the desire to do that. Um, but don't don't give up. You know, let the Lord do that work, maturing you, growing you. You you know, be in Bible study, be in church. That's how you can lead your family. Make sure that you're taking them to church if you're able to do that. Be in fellowship, um, all those things. And then, you know, there's nothing wrong with you guys making decisions together. Me and my wife make decisions together, praying together, seeking the Lord. You're blessed because you have you have a wife that can point out things in the Word of God. But leading is just that desire, Lord, I want to be a leader, and I want to lead as much as I can, so help me to grow, help me to mature, help me to serve my wife, help me to lay down my life for her, and, and to do those things which are pleasing in your sight. And you're going to see that the Lord's going to do that work in you, and he's going to grow you. He's going to honor that. I just want to encourage you in that. He is going to honor that. So, Father, I just pray for my brother. I just pray that you help him be the leader that he wants to be. And, and Lord, maybe his wife has more Bible knowledge, but help him to grow in the Word. Help him to serve his wife, to to love her as Christ loves the church, and to lay down his life for her, and to be praying for her, to wash her with the water of the Word, even though he's still growing himself to lead in a way that he is leading spiritually and in in that way of his family, um, just the Word of God being spoken in their home, the praises of God, the love of God is evident in his heart. And Lord, as they, they are in fellowship with other believers, that he would grow as a husband, as a man of God in every way. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, Thank hey, you, Pastor. You, you bet. You keep at it, and then you call back and let me know how it's going and how the Lord's working, because he's going to honor your heart in this, okay? Okay. Okay. okay you take you. care. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000. So somebody hangs up. There's an open line. You can grab one of those open lines. We've got plenty of time in the show to, to be able to talk with you and answer your questions. 303-690-3000, the call-in number. Again, the text line. 7203360897 before we go back to the phone line just real quick guys the lord is calling us to lead i believe a great need in the church today is men who say lord i recognize that you've called me to lead my wife my family and lord help me to do that uh because um he he will help you he will honor that growing in the word of god serving your wife um and being the head of the wife doesn't mean that we just walk around as husbands being all dictatorial and and you know overbearing. It means that we serve our wives. Christ came not to be served, but to be the servant of all. It, it means that you're willing to lay down your life for her. It means that you're washing her with the water of the word, that the things of the Lord are spoken of in your home. Your home is a sanctuary, a place of safety, that you're covering for her and your children that you are in fellowship, that you're being in a place where you can all grow together, and God will honor that and just allow him to do that work in your hearts. And I just want to encourage you guys, do that. It's a great need in the church today. Let's go to Jonathan and Aurora. 
Hi, Hello, Jonathan. how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm well, thank you, and thank you for taking my call, too. Um, I just mm-hmm. had a quick question. Um, I, With everything going on, you guys were just talking about COVID a little bit ago, too, and I've just been looking at the vaccine and just trying to, like you said, do as much research as we can, too. I was just wondering if anywhere in Scripture had ever talked about, like, Jesus or ever written anywhere uh, where, like, plants had some sort of healing type abilities if Jesus ever used any plants to help anybody heal in any way? Well, you know, I don't see in the Gospels, and I'm just, you know, quick thinking about this, where Jesus said, you know, here, eat some, you know, herbs or something for healing. You know, he, he worked the miracles. He And it wasn't all the same way. He would touch them. He'd rub mud in their eyes. He would simply speak at times. But I don't recall that, you know, he gave somebody something to eat. Um, but if you're wondering, you know, uh, are we as, because a lot of people, as they are wrestling with this, you know, for example, the vaccination or something, um, are there other means to stay healthy, to boost my immune system, things like that? And, and so the herbs and natural remedies, you know, that perhaps that people are looking to, even when it comes to treatment um, and other illnesses and stuff. And I don't think the Bible prohibits that at all. Um, but again, it is a choice that you make and trust in the Lord with all those things um, because, you know, 2,000 years ago, they didn't have the medical help that we do now. And there's a lot of the medical uh, procedures or the medical help was from, you know, eating certain kind of foods or herbs or whatever the case may have been. I don't know exactly, but, you know, they didn't have uh, the technology, obviously, that we did. So I don't see anything in the Bible that prohibits going in that direction of more natural some people feel very strong about that. And again, it's a choice that people are looking at. And God, you know, created these plants and, um, you know, and some of them are very, very healthy. And, you know, there is a concern also in our culture, particularly in our nation, and all the preservatives and fats and things and the foods that we eat. And uh, I know me getting older that I need to be more, you know, uh, aware of those things. Taking supplements is something that people are looking at to, to boost their immune system or to help them when they get sick with a cold or whatever the case may be. So, um, but I don't see anything in Scripture where somebody, Jesus said, here, eat this, and it was used for healing. Okay. Well, I definitely appreciate so much you taking the time to answer my question. And God bless you, and thank you again, and you have a wonderful night. Thanks, Jonathan. God bless you. Appreciate your calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the calling number. We do know that it's interesting that uh, in the book of Revelation at the end, there's a tree of life that will bring healings to those, you know, to the nations. And, and don't know exactly what that is about, but that's the only reference that I can think of uh, top of the line uh, concerning that subject. So thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate it. Hey, we got a couple open lines, I believe. So let me check. Well, we do got an an open line. No, we got full lines. But let me get to the phone lines. Let's go to Rob in Longmont. Hi, Rob. Hey, hey, Jeff. Um, I think I have a fairly uh, a simple question. 
Um, you know, as I've been going through the book of Revelation and just reading through other people's opinions and observations, I, I seem to think right now that it's as much a book of history as it is about the future. But I'd like to know what, like, what you think, um, like, where, how far down the line are we in the book? Like yeah, what and has already good... happened and what right. is still to come. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the book of Revelation, the real key is to understand the book of Revelation is the only book that actually gives us an outline of the book. And as you read in chapter 1, verse 19, chapter 1, John is on the island of Patmos. And here's the thing to keep in mind, that he's told to write these things that must shortly come to pass. Not that they might come to pass. Not that it's a possibility, but these things will come to pass. And write these things down, which you have seen. That's chapter 1. As he saw the resurrected Lord standing in the midst of seven golden lampstands. Write the things which are, that is chapters 2 and 3, the church age. And then write the things that will take place after this, the Greek term metatata, after these things. So that's the outline, and I believe that's chapters 4 to the end of the book. So right now, I believe that we are in chapter 3. We are in the church age. And I believe that chapter 4 begins as that heavenly scene comes. It will uh, happen when the rapture of the church takes place. I interpret the book of Revelation to be something that chapters 4 through the end of the book is yet future, um, that the church will be raptured. And then chapter 6 through 18 is what's called the tribulation period, or more formally called Daniel's 70th week. It begins with the rider on the white horse. That is the Antichrist that will come on the scene. He has a bow but not an arrow. He conquers and the conquer. Daniel speaks about him in the Old Testament very specifically. He will confirm a covenant with Israel for a week. And then the book of Revelation gives us detail about that final seven-year period called the Tribulation period, or it's called Daniel's 70th week. There's still one more week, seven-year period, that God's going to deal, Daniel, with your people and with your holy city. So that is yet to be fulfilled. It will be fulfilled. And then the second coming of Jesus Christ at the end of that seven-year period, and then the millennium reign of Jesus Christ for a thousand years, we as believers are going to rule and reign with him. And then the great white throne judgment, and then the new heaven and the new earth. So I believe that that we haven't even started the third section of the book of Revelation to write these things that will take place after this. I believe that we are in the church age st- still and will be until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in and th- when the rapture of the church takes place, and then we will see the day of the Lord begin. I, I see. All right. So uh, as far as it being a revelation of Jesus Christ, then I, I, I guess you mean that that it's not revealing, well, we're still in the church age, is what you're saying. And yeah. I guess I've understood that the book would be a continuing understanding of us about Christ, but you're saying that really most of that understanding, if I'm to understand Revelation correctly, would be happening after the church age. Did I understand that correctly? After the majority of the book, from chapters 4 to the end of the book, I believe, 
is still yet future. That's the third part of the outline that's given there. And you bring up a point where you're correct in saying this is to reveal Jesus Christ, the apocalypse, the unveiling is what it means. And what I believe it's telling us, because John was writing this at a time where Domitian was heavily persecuting the Christians, very, very heavily. And so he's exiled to the island of Patmos. He receives the apocalypse of Jesus Christ. And he comes back, and after he, you know, uh, elderly man, leaves that barren island called Patmos, that the church needed to know that the Lord was still on the throne and that he had a plan and that he was going to come and he's going to, everything's going to culminate to the kingdom's going to be established. And then he, he gives details of those things uh, of what's going to take place. But that's the revealing. It's not just a matter of, you know, getting our charts out and all that. That's all a part of it. But that Jesus is on the throne. He is going to establish his kingdom. He promised that he would come back over and over again in the Gospels. We see that. And that he will establish his kingdom and we're going to rule and reign with him. And that that's going to be true. And they needed to know that God was on the throne and that he is coming back. And he's going to put an end to this world that's just crazy around us. And I can't wait for that time. That brings me great comfort and hope as well. That, Lord, I want to, I see you on the throne, and I can't wait till I see you, you know, eye to eye. And uh, he who has this hope purifies himself. So that's where I see is, is yet um, that much of the book of Revelation is yet to be fulfilled. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks for your question. Appreciate it, too. All righty. Okay. All right. All right. God bless. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. Love to be able to talk with you. Got plenty of time. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Let's go to Ivan in Denver. How's it going, Pastor? Hi. Good. How are you, Ivan? Good. Thank you. Thank you. I just had a quick question, and it was in regards to uh, uh, salvation. Um, mm-hmm. If somebody uh, accepts Jesus, uh, is there something they can do to lose their salvation after? Is that something that can happen? Well, that's a debate in the church, isn't it? There are those who believe that you can lose your salvation. Mm-hmm. I personally believe in the security of the believer, um, that when we come to Christ, we're born again by the Spirit of God. And mm-hmm. the reason is is what the New Testament speaks about. Uh, for example, in Second Corinthians, that... Paul writes some things that are very important. He says that now he who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who also has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Um, He goes on and he says that in another place, that we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, as a guarantee. Uh, We know that Ephesians chapter 1 speaks of that, that we've been Mm -hmm. sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. And, and no, Ivan, that's a really strong word, that word sealed. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephesians chapter one. I want you to be able to write these passages down if you want to. Yeah, yeah. That definitely. that that in Him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth. This is chapter one of Ephesians, verse thirteen. The yeah. gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, and this is where he writes something very important. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession 
to the praise of his glory. So Paul's writing about the spiritual blessings that we have, and that when we come to the gospel, that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. That word sealed is very strong. It's a term of ownership. It's a term of sealed. It's ownership. The, the, we belong to the Lord. In the book of Revelation, the opposite use of that word is when Jesus Christ comes back and mm-hmm. Satan is thrown into the bottomless pit. It says that, that that pit is sealed. There's no way he's going to get out. And so we are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. And then, of course, Second Corinthians talks about that we've been given the Holy Spirit as a guarantee. Uh, we're in the Father's hands, and no one will pluck us out, um, is what Jesus said. And um, there's you know, just other things that we have. There's nothing that will separate us from the love of God uh, and all these promises of security that we have in the Lord. And so people say, can you lose your salvation? Here's where the debate yeah. is. Some people think that, well, if you profess to be a Christian, maybe yeah. even serve the Lord, and then you fall away, what was that all about, right? Yeah. And and the thing is, is were they even saved in the first place? Mm-hmm. And so I'm not afraid to say, listen, don't play games with your salvation. You know, yeah. Paul yeah. said, examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. And and it's something that we don't play games with or mess around with. I believe very strongly in the security of the believer sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise there's nothing in the scripture, you know, we're born again by the Spirit of God. I don't see where we're unborn again. Yeah, but the right. thing is to examine ourselves to see if we are in, you know, um, in the Lord, to see if we're in the faith. Because the Bible also gives warnings about drifting away. It, yeah. it warns about, you know, those things. Don't do that. And and so we always want to be making sure that that, okay, Lord, I do belong to you. And um, and to have our hearts be examined by the Lord, and I think that's important for us to consider that. So, yeah. you know, it's it's I'm not afraid to to say, you know, um, don't don't play games and the warnings that are there given to us as well. But I do believe in the security of the believer. Okay. Nice, I appreciate that, Pastor. Do you mind if I uh, uh, have a follow up question, which you may have kind of already answered, but. You know, say like the rapture happens and somebody, um, you know, is sinning. Okay, somebody accepted Jesus, and then um, I, I know you didn't mention, you know, like if if you if you're really saved, you know, like you shouldn't be messing around, you know. But uh, mm-hmm. say the rapture happens and like you're sinning, do you still stay back? Was that still considered? Well, yeah, um, yeah. And and the thing is, people wonder, you know. What if I'm at a party, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. It, it was interesting <laughs> that I, I remember listening to Pastor Chuck Smith um, yeah. years and years and years ago when he was a boy that they would tell him that if you're sitting in a movie theater and the rapture happened, you would be left behind. And, you know, we, we think that's so silly, sitting in a movie theater watching a movie because back then, everybody went to, all the kids went to movies on Saturdays, you know, Saturday mornings. That was the thing to do um, back in that time. But um, here's the thing, um, that we want to keep our eyes on him. And the exhortation is given to us um, that we are to be watching, that we are to be waiting, that we are to be ones, Ivan, that are looking for the master's return because it comes at a time that we do not know. John, in his epistle, he writes, 
that when we see him, we will be like him. Um, and when we see him, he who has this hope purifies himself. So what John is telling us something is very, very important, that we are to be looking for the Lord. And I believe the Lord wants us to be looking for him because whether it's the rapture of the church, tomorrow isn't promised to any of us anyway, that if we are living every day in the expectancy that the Lord could come to me, we don't know the day or the hour, right? But could you, Lord, come for me today? Could you come for your church today? The one who loves me, the one who died for me, the one who who has saved me, and he who has this hope purifies himself. It has a purifying effect on us that if you really believe that the Lord could come today, you're not going to be hanging out at the bars and partying and, and all this carnality and stuff like that. And so the key is to every day be living for him and to be looking for him. Now, when it comes to the rapture, if you belong to the Lord, that that all, you know, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, that we shall all be changed, and all means all. And um, so those who are in Christ, in, in those who belong to the church, those who are born again by the Spirit of God, will be raptured at that time. I don't want to be doing anything you know, that is carnal. I don't want to be partying. I don't want to be doing any of those things. And so we are to live in the expectancy of the return of the Lord, every day living for him. And again, not just concerning the rapture of the church, but the Lord could come for us at any time. And we want to keep our hearts and minds on him. And and the other thing, Ivan, I know you didn't ask this, um, that we, um, we as believers should always live in not how much can I get away with, um, you, you know, how close can I sail the boat before I crash it into the rocks. Um, it should always be how close can I get to you, Lord. And that's his desire is to pursue holiness and to pursue righteousness. And I just want to encourage you in that. So, all righty. Thanks. Appreciate it. One of the the things is we're going to be ending here in a little bit. There's a verse that's really important. And parents, this is a verse that you might want to, you know, share with your kids. It's something that I repeat over and over again. But John in his epistle in 1 John, that he says, and this is the love of God, that, that we keep his commandments and to know that his commandments are not burdensome. Um, by this we know the love of, of the children of God. We love God, keep his commandments. This is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And, listen, his commandments are not burdensome. Every commandment that God gives to us is an expression of his love. Do you know that? He doesn't give us his commandments in how we are to live, to be a killjoy in our life, to, to make our lives boring or to have no meaning. Every commandment of God is an expression of his, of, you know, um, of his love to us because he loves us. And so the commandments of God are given to us so we can have that abundant life that he has for us. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life abundantly. And that abundant life is a life of joy and peace and strength and comfort, you know, growing in the Lord. It's a good way of living. And aren't we blessed as Christians? We are blessed um, because we don't have to live in the darkness. We get to live in the light. 
he's brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So why would we want to go back into the darkness? We've come out of the bondage of the world, and now we're free. Jesus said that you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so we can be free in knowing the truth. It's sin in the world that's going to hold you in bondage. And people sometimes say, oh, I just want to live for myself. No, live for the Lord. Live for him. Love him. Keep his commandments, because every one of his commandments are expression of his love, and they're not to burden us. They are to free us, and they are to cause us to live a life of, of just real purpose and satisfaction and fulfillment and joy and peace and all those things. So, Father, I just pray for everyone who's been listening today. I just pray that we would have a desire to draw closer to you, Lord, to love you, to walk with you, to continue reading our Bibles, help all the the <clears throat> men out there, you know, to grow as men, leaders of their homes, of their families, Lord, to do that as we've talked about today. Help us all to just grow in your word and to keep our eyes on you, knowing that we're going to see you sometime. And he who has this hope purifies himself. The Lord, um, may you just, just, Bless us in every way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, thank you, everyone. Lord willing, I'll be back here at the same time tomorrow on Calvary Live. So glad you can call us. If you're wanting to call with a question or text message, hey, tomorrow you always have the opportunity to do that. We'll be back at the same time. God bless you. Have a great evening. Keep your eyes on the Lord. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.